Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Entourage podcast as we are in the early Christmas presents devotional series. This episode I'm going to be teaching. My name is Paige Scott. We are going to be looking at Elizabeth in the Christmas storyline. So if you are not driving and you want to open up the word to Luke chapter 2, that's where we're going to be hanging out for the next few minutes. Elizabeth is probably one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character in the Christmas story, besides Jesus, of course. Jesus is always the favorite. You have to say that. You don't have an option. He's the king of kings. Uh, He always must be the favorite. Uh, But Elizabeth paints an amazing picture of what I feel like I'm supposed to be like as a woman, and not just me, uh, but each of you. And so in the written text that you read today, we covered that just a little bit, and I want to elaborate on it more. So in case you're doing the podcast and the online reading um, opposite of each other or not in the the order of reading first and then listening, I just want to recap what the text said that was made available to you earlier. And I'm going to start with a passage from the Word. This is in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. It says, At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. So this is a a recorded exchange between Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is also a relative of Elizabeth, uh, and Elizabeth. So you need to know some backstory. If you backed up to the beginning of Luke chapter 1, you're going to find out that Elizabeth is married um, to a priest and that she has been barren. They have not been able to conceive or have children. And so an angel of the Lord appears to her husband, lets her husband know, hey, your wife is going to... To have a child. I have heard your prayers, and his name's going to be called John the Baptist. He's going to have incredible calling on his life to prepare a way for the Lord. And of course, John the Baptist is a character we're looking at in the early Christmas Presents devotional series, and there's going to be an entire podcast and Devo written on him, so be sure to check that out. But that, that is her role in this story. She is carrying a miraculous baby in the same way that Mary is carrying a miraculous baby. Their circumstances are very similar, yet completely opposite. Uh, one woman is not married. One woman has been married for years. One woman is not desiring to have a child. That's Mary. She, she's young. That's not on her radar yet. She's not married yet. And then you have Elizabeth, who has been seeking that for so long. I just want to pause and encourage uh, anyone here who may be uh, praying to have a child at this time. I love that the angel says to Elizabeth's husband, Zacharias, he says, "Um, your prayers have been heard and the Lord has answered your prayers. They were old at this point and it doesn't say how long they had been praying. It just says that the Lord heard their prayers. So to anyone that has something in their life that they've been praying for and praying for and praying for, keep praying. Uh, we don't have a we don't work in the same 
time frames that God does. I have a friend, Layla, who says something that is beautiful and true. She says, we get lost in moments or caught up in moments, but we serve a God who stands outside of time. And uh, I think that was probably true in the life of, of Elizabeth and her husband. I think that they knew they served a God who stood outside of time. And so even into old age, they prayed and prayed and prayed. And then she found out she was carrying a miracle baby, just like Mary. So the text that I read you is about when they meet for the first time. If you remember from Mary's story, an angel of the Lord appears to her as well, gives her this good news about Jesus, and then tells her your your relative Elizabeth is expecting as well, and Mary goes to her immediately. Uh, right off the bat, I love how God gives them each other as relatives, as, as friends, as women to support each other and walk through their unusual circumstances together. But something that I think is awesome is that Elizabeth is the first person recorded to confess Jesus as Lord upon his presence entering the room she was in, even if he was in utero, in, in the womb. She makes that confession, and she blesses Mary. She says, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you are bare. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And so you see that confession of him as Lord. And you see two other things, and you see this in other characters as well that are part of this devotional series. A lot of times when people encounter the presence of the Lord, their response is praise and humility. Why me? And blessed are you, Lord. And I know that has been true in my own life. Certainly there are times when I've encountered the presence of the Lord and I've been resistant because uh, maybe I had sin in my life or, or something to that effect. But in the pureness of experience, the pres experiencing the presence of the Lord, often the result and the fruit of that is going to be humility and praise. And so, um, Something else that I love, I, I'm a big fan of Bobby Houston and her Hillsong Sisterhood podcast. Highly recommend listening to it. She's got a very strong Australian accent, so heads up uh, if you if you go and check that out. But but she describes the concept of of Elizabeth uh, being a promise carrier and Mary also being a promise carrier. And so certainly these are specific to to the the promised children that they were carrying. John the Baptist, who had a call to prepare the way of the Lord, and then Jesus our Jesus Christ, the Savior, uh, were the promises they were, were carrying. But we have promises with, within us as well. And so in the written text, I had written a line that said, um, basically the only thing crazier than Mary believing she was carrying the Son of God was Elizabeth believing that Mary was carrying the Son of God. And that just inspired me to to think, man, I want friends like that, and I want to be a friend like that. When when I have a promise of God in and on my life, and I share it with my friends, I want them to be on, on board with me, encouraging me in the Word, walking in faith with me, uh, calling out those things that, that are true. And so um, about Elizabeth, I think that she readily recognized the miraculous in someone else's life because she was aware and grateful for the miraculous in her own life. She had her own miracle going on inside of her, and I can't help but think she was positioned just in uh, a place of praise and gratitude at what she was literally seeing and experiencing um, God growing inside of, of her, of God providing this way for John the Baptist being brought to life inside of her. So it was at the forefront of her mind every day. This is what God is doing in my, in my life. I'm, I'm humbled by your work, Lord. And because that was 
her experience and her daily encounter with the Lord. I think it was natural for praise to flow off of her lips when she experienced a woman uh, that God was doing a work in as well. And so I just want to shift there, and, and I want to ask you, is that the kind of woman and friend that you are? When you see God at work in someone else's life, is your response to praise Him and to affirm that woman, or is your response jealousy or insecurity? Uh, if we're honest, I think we probably go back and forth between the two, all of us as women. But I think the key to recognizing um, really what God is doing around us, whether in our life or in someone else's life, is just being keenly aware of, of, of the miraculous that God is performing on a daily basis in our own hearts. And if we're aware of that, that overflows into the lives of others. And so uh, we know that because Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist, um, that, that he leaped when, when Mary came into the room. And in that moment, it says she was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit alone uh, revealed uh, lordship um, about Jesus to Elizabeth. And so a question of reflection that we have on here is how did Jesus reveal himself as Lord in your life? I'm going to answer that just to provoke provoke your thought because we all have really different different stories, but I think it's really important to answer. I grew up in, in the church. I grew up around the presentation of the gospel before I even knew what the gospel was. I remember probably when I was four hearing a girl say that she'd gotten saved, and I thought, what was going on? Was she jumping off of a cliff? Because saved was the word that was used to describe her revelation of, of finding out that Jesus was Lord. And so, um, so as that grew, I remember as a, a nine year old sitting at the dining room table, hearing my parents present the gospel to my younger eight-year-old brother, and in that moment, understanding that I really uh, needed Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life eternally, and that's what that looked like. That's what that looked like for me, and so um, whether you're praying for someone in your life to experience the revelation of who Jesus is, and for maybe a parent of yours, a child of yours, to have this experience of confessing Jesus as Lord, just know that the Holy Spirit can work through all kinds of circumstances. He did in this story with Elizabeth and Mary. He did in my own story around a very simple dinner table, and he can in the circumstances of those that you're praying for as well. So just continue to pray uh, that the Holy Spirit uh, would would reveal that Jesus is Lord to those that, that you're praying for. The next question of reflection is, have you ever had someone recognize and comment on promise in your life? Uh, in the way that, that Mary said, blessed are you, Mary, and blessed is this fruit in your womb. Like what faith? I'm sure that Mary was not showing at that point. I'm sure that there had probably not been an angelic revelation to Elizabeth that Mary was coming to visit her. We know the opposite is true. Uh, Mary was told by the angel, go and see Elizabeth. But I think faith, alone, um, faith alone brought forth that praise out of Elizabeth, that, that prophetic word out of Elizabeth to Mary, blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why has this been granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come and visit me? So back to the question, have you ever had someone recognize and comment on the promise in your life? I, I have an example of, of uh, when someone has done this for me recently. I've been public speaking for a long time. I did it in competitions as a little girl. And, uh, and speaking is one thing. I feel like teaching is another thing. And 
someone was discipling me probably in August of 2018, and she said to me, clearly, you're a gifted, you're a gifted teacher. And, and I said, actually, no one's ever told me that before. And she said, really? And I said, no, they've not called that out. I mean, I kind of, I feel like God gifted me in that way, and I feel like I see fruit of that, but no one has ever just told me that. And so it made me wonder, I wonder if if there have been times where people have thought, maybe I should encourage her, but oh no, I'm sure she's already been encouraged and already known that. So as I kind of scratched my head about that that day, I thought, I want to encourage my sister-in-law. She's precious. Her name's Shannon, and she has such a gift of hospitality. She like she invites my kids over to do amazing crafty things and she plans for weeks in advance all these tiny details so they have this incredible experience at her at her house and I am definitely not wired that way but I see it in her and I know that it's unique to the way that God designed her to be and so I text her one day and I said I just I want to call out this gifting in your life because someone did that for me recently and it kind of empowered me to move forward in operating that way. And I just want to tell you, you have this gift of hospitality. And she called me and said, she said, this is so weird. I just got done. Like I just got back into my car. I was meeting with my community pastor at my church and he was encouraging me and my husband to lead a life group in our home. And I just said, I'll have to pray about it. I don't know. She's like, and then I got in the car and your text popped up. And so again, it just reminded me of the importance of being a woman who calls out the promise in another woman and understanding the source is the same. I've got promise in my life. She's got promise in her life. And and all of those good and perfect things that stand and last, they all come from God, just like, uh, just like in the story of Mary and Elizabeth. And so um, last but not least, the question of reflection is, who is a woman in your life that you need to encourage and spur on to good works by calling out the work God is doing in their lives? And I would just ask you to take a moment think about that. Who is someone that you need to encourage uh, about promise that you see uh, on her life and in her life? I'm going to close this out out in prayer, but again, um, I don't want to take away from from the actual miracle of, of of Elizabeth and her being the mother of John the Baptist and a relative of Mary. But I think there's something that goes beyond the Christmas story that we, that we can learn from her. And that's recognizing the work that God has done in our life so that we can encourage and spur on the work that he is doing in the lives of the women around us. So Lord, I pray for this woman listening right now. I pray that you would just bring to remembrance for her all that you have been doing in her life, that it would be at the forefront of her mind, and and that from that, Father, praise would come up from her heart, humility would come up from her heart, and uh, I pray that you would show her who is a woman in her life that needs to be encouraged, that needs to have um, needs to have affirmation about about a promise or, or calling or anointing on her life. And I pray for this woman listening that she would be a vessel of encouragement to someone else, Father. I thank you for the example that Elizabeth sets for us. And I think you have personally been inspired and impacted by this passage from your word. Thank you that your word is good, that it is transformational, that it is perfect. In Jesus' name, amen.